In two meetings in particular, there's a way that an image will be followed by its negative. Um, so there is this bit of image where, you know, you have the swooping circulation of the stadium, both from outside, the left and right channel is circling the stadium from outside, and then the center channel is going inside the stadium, so that by the end of that shot, after the cut, the second round of the shot, the center screen gets you inside the stadium, right in the center of the soccer field, green tarmac, while the left and right is getting you on top of the stadium from above. So you end up at a point where you see the same window in the center and on the left and right from above and below. It's sweeping and it's motion and it comes to an end. And just after it ends, you have the moment of Vijay Prashad describing it as a Mayan ruin. Well, he calls it an intergalactic egg. And it's, you know, it's not rehearsed. It just, he said what was on his mind and maybe he didn't think that was going to be in the film. As he said to me, I'm not an architecture expert. Why did you, you know, why did you include the part where I'm talking about architecture? I said, well, I thought it was interesting and revealing. And he's okay with it, but he didn't think that was the main event. Uh, he thought when he talked about the leaders was the main event. So the film does that quite often where you have this grand image or this grand moment, this speech, and right afterwards the negation in a way, which makes you start to realize, oh, yes, it's a giant structure, but how do they clean it? Oh, that was a very impractical building to have gifted to a, uh, a new country. I mean, there's a certain, I, I hesitate to say anything about what is the usual documentary form because there's so many now. There's no one dominant one. But certainly in the United States, on television, there is a form that does dominate. And it dominates because that's a funded format and it reaches many people still, right? Which is the classic PBS, less than one hour module, 50 minutes, a certain kind of articulation, which I've experienced over the last two decades, just watching it or having friends who are in that space as uh, something that does, I feel, engender a lot of conformity, a lot of wrapping up of the story within a certain period, and certainly an intense amount of America-centrism, right? The rest of the world only enters American documentary vis-a-vis -vis America's interests, right? I'm simplifying, that's not fair. There are many variations to this, but certainly the center of that space I've experienced in that way. And so certainly one of the ways I wanted to break away from it is I didn't want to tell, you know, I wanted to make stories about that which interested me and I didn't want to articulate it in terms of American interests. And I think that's a, a sharp divergence between what I did as part of Visible Collective up to 2007 and what I did afterwards alone. Because in Visible Collective, we did focus on post 9-11 security panic. So we might have been talking about the lives of migrants, but it's of course, you know, it's American foreign policy and American internal policy. So there's a way that it's it's still, even while it took a position of very, being very critical of American policy and America's idea of itself, it's still within what's understood as their interest. Everything since then has been uh, somewhere else. So that's the first thing. And the second thing I think is, Definitely, because I show in the museum, I have given myself space or people have given me space to articulate in a more disjointed way. Not necessarily, two meetings is a very actually good example of that. Even though it has chapters, even though it has New York number one, Algiers number two, Dhaka number three, and even though there seems to be a year by year 
you know, starting in the 70s, going up to 79 within each of those. But within that, it's actually quite back and forth um, and putting things in collision with each other, which were not in the same place necessarily. While also the screens are sometimes giving you the archival footage and the current footage, but it's still sort of also shaking that apart. And uh, it doesn't try to be complete at all. And the resolution is only because Vijay and Samya seem to kind of give up or not give up, sort of say, okay, this film will solve the problem. We don't have to talk anymore. But they're kind of joking. It's a bit of banter between them. So I think showing in this space has given me the space to go off and do these things that don't complete. And the essay example I gave, I can pinpoint one moment in two meetings. So there's a part in two meetings where you see the Vietnam delegation speaking, you know, very dramatic speech because they've just had, they've had the peace talks or they're about to have the peace talk. Vietnam is understood to now be finally free of uh, the American war. So Vietnam is definitely the other focus besides Palestine at that conference. And then he talks about Cuba and our solidarity with Cuba and the camera zooms in on Castro and Castro also looks up because Cuba is being mentioned. And then right afterwards, a sequence of texts actually talks about, it's a section called Empire's Strike Back. So they're also, it's a play on, Empire Strikes Back, the film, which I do quite often, uh, the riff on a familiar title. And it's about the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan and how Cuba blocks the non-aligned movement from condemning that, right? breaking with the principle that a country is attacked, it's a member country, we go and help them. And Cuba says, no, not when it's Soviet Union. right? So it's your imperialism, yes, but not Soviet imperialism. So it's a moment that ruptures. It's a rupture in Cuba's reputation in a way um, in all sorts of ways as well. After the film premiered in Kassel, Rashid Arayin saw it. Somebody took him and then he was still there because he also was showing work there. And then he says, you know, I have a problem with your film. Uh, you know, his third text and all of that, uh, that journal and all of that. And he says, well, you say the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan, but you know, it wasn't, which is also true, right? That the, Soviet, the Afghanistan is destabilizing. So Soviet Union sees itself as stabilizing it, right? But that's not a narrative that I accept, right? But Rashid believes in it very strongly that, you know, he felt I was too hard on the Soviet Union. Even though the lines about the Soviet Union are only about um, three to four seconds long. Rashid Arain objected in a friendly way, but still definitely pushing back, saying that this is not a fair, you know, you've used the word Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. That's not fair because there are all these other and, you know, that's that also narrative of that moment that the Soviet Union is provoked, right? The idea that the Soviet Union didn't have agency within that. Now, if you were to write an essay, if somebody was going to write an essay about the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan, it would be granular level of detail. I don't know if by the end of that essay, you would know whether the word invasion is correct or not. But you'd have enough sprawling detail that the author could say, I've laid out the entire terrain, they would probably end it with some sort of rhetorical flourish that might try to sum everything together. But also the canvas of material is there. And you can decide in this chaotic field of chess moves what you think was happening that led to 79. The film doesn't do that and films don't do that usually. I mean, at least not the ones I make. They don't. So I think that was the distinction I was making that this... This couldn't substitute for academic research on this and or research of any kind that leads to a written essay. And the written essay will go somewhere else, I think. I think that's the distinction I'm making because I'm trying to figure out what the hell I've been doing in graduate school 
that's different from this. And in my head, I've been trying to keep them separate. And they are separate in way that I walk through them. But they're not separate in the sense that they're happening at the same time. And if you're fighting, if you're trying to, I think I've been trying to fight not having one bleed into the other. Most people wouldn't care probably. For me, it's been important to separate those two out. But because I've been fighting it, I think I articulate it in this way of this is the difference. Not while making the film, but when the film is finished and I'm showing it and somebody puts up their hand, in this case, Rashida Ryan face to face, in some other cases in the audience and says, but this one sentence or what you said about Presents African, the magazine, this was its entire history that you have. Or what about Yugoslavia? You know, that would be, I think, if you wrote an essay, you would follow all those threads or you would follow more of those threads. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think through what happens next because in a way I've been able to insulate or not insulate, separate out being a graduate student from being a filmmaker because so far they've existed in two different spaces. One is very much, and there's not been a lot of conversation between maybe the particular university I went to. There hasn't been a lot of articulation between the two. I think when you finish graduate school, you either put that life aside completely as something I did and it's not, or you continue. I mean, I, I think of Trevor Paglan often. He finished graduate school in experimental geography, applied to a few teaching jobs, and then decided he didn't want to teach because artistic practice was in a certain direction. And so now, there's a way that that academic work he did um, has slowed down as his art practice has taken off in this, you know, widely circulated way. And I don't know, I haven't spoken to him about it, but I imagine there was a, there was a conversation he had about working on one means the other one recedes, not just in terms of the time you have to work on it, but the way. Because I think, I certainly feel sometimes and I've said this multiple times, that the way I write in school is not at all the way I write my film scripts. Although now one of my professors has said after reading one of my chapters, this reads like a film script. And I think the underlying meaning was it won't do. It has to shift. Because you can't submit a film script or a narrative of a certain kind that reads like a film script as your thesis. All fully unresolved um, and will continue to be. 